Podcast Network Asia. We've already done four episodes for customer experience obsession, and I just have to say how grateful I am for all the people I've spoken to, all the learnings, all the takeaways, and just how inspiring their stories are. It's a testament to why us business leaders always put our customers first. Today is a very special episode because I'm joined by our very own Peter Laud, Chief Revenue Officer at MDI Novaria Technologies, to talk about the highlights and learning moments with exceptional business professionals we have interviewed so far. Come join us in this episode of Customer Experience Obsession. Hi, I'm Agnes Ravasho, Chief Executive Officer at MDI Novaria Technologies, and this is my Digital Impact. I think one of the things that's important is really to have a good practice of empathy, right? And that's also, of course, putting yourself in customers' shoes, right? And that's one of the ways you can really put the heart in the customer, right? And placing yourselves in the customer. You're listening to My Digital Impact. My Digital Impact Impact is a podcast from MDI Novari Technologies. Discover one of the most awesome and coolest places on earth to work in. Discover MDI Novare. We can say that we're fun, that we're cool. Whoever says they're cool is not really cool. That we have a ping pong table in our office. But we don't. If we are different, that's who we are. That's what we are. Different. In our eyes, being different is a good thing. Everyone is an original. It means I'm unique. It's my individuality and you respect that. It's me doing me. We are different. But in MDI Novare, here, we all feel the same. We complement each other's differences. Our differences unite us and make us whole. Our differences bring us all together on equal footing. A common ground. Uneven slate. Clearing the way for a blank canvas that we can all work on together. As a team. With a common goal. We are proud and loud lovers for what we do. Working together, inspired to create change and impact. We are passionate and fierce about what we could be. Ready to charge forward undaunted by impossibilities. We step up to the plate. We are recognized for our victories. We are applauded for our wins. In MDI Navarre, we celebrate you. We celebrate me. We celebrate celebrate us. us. Come Come join us. us. Be MDI Navarre. Be different. At MDI Navarre, be different, be us. You're listening to My Digital Impact. Hey, Peter, welcome to the podcast. Lovely to have you here on the show. How are you today, other than busy, of course? Hey, Agnes, uh, I'm happy to be here. And yes, I'm, of course, doing great. I had my second uh, inoculation the other day. And as uh, opposed to what people were saying, how am I feeling? Do I feel down? Do I fever? No, I actually just feel better, sharper, brighter, and faster. So I don't know what that. 
passing was like, <laughs> but I really do, and I'm serious. So I was waiting and trying to see if there was going to be an editor. That's the second one, right? So people are actually more wary of the second, but I'm good. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually, as always, I always say this, I'm perfect. So. <laughs> That's classic Peter Lodd, ladies and gentlemen. He's always perfect, full of energy and flexing his muscles all the time. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke that I share with Peter. But what's different, Peter? Other, I'm I'm very happy you have your you had your vaccines already. It's been two weeks, and uh, I know you at least you have some level of protection that's that's there. But what's different workwise last year and this year before the pandemic and during? Well, workwise, uh, it's pretty much uh, the same level of work, excepting that uh, you know our company has been blessed. Uh, year on year, we are much bigger this year, right? So, That's so true. Uh, the responsibilities also seems to be, you know, it's it's never the same, right? It's it's always been a a growth path for us, and so every year, sometimes I always start the year and say, how are we going to do this year, right? But you know, uh, the good one above there, and of course, the whole MBI Novari crew is really uh, uh, really behind us, including, of course, the proper alliances. But most of that. And most of all is actually our customers who have always been so supportive of us and, and exactly so apropos to what we're going to talk about today. But otherwise, um, work-wise, uh, I, I also love the idea that there's a little bit more variety. And I think if I look at 365 days ago, um, sitting where I sit right now, um, is, is the same chair, is the same table, but within the organization, we also have a lot of programs, right? Uh, lots mm -hmm. of programs. We have, of course, for example, things like this, which is fun to listen to, which is our podcasts. But we also have a lot of programs for wellness uh, that we're trying to work with, uh, with our HR and our engagement teams. And I think it's, it's creating breaks, right? Today is actually um, a day where we have no um, internal meetings, right? We still have customer meetings, but that allows us to actually pause and break. And so that's the big difference also. We have definitely a lot more wellness stuff that going, that's going on within the company. And, and to me, that is quite a different one and something to look forward to also in the next coming months whilst we are in this similar situation. That's great to hear, Peter. Um, for our listeners, um, other you know, chief revenue officer speaks volumes already of what you do, and and you've given us a hint of how your day looks like. But other than delivering the numbers, what is it that you exactly do at MBI Novare? Well, as a chief revenue officer, you're correct, right? I have to make sure that I look at the revenue streams for this large IT transformation partner of the largest enterprises in the country. So I also have to make sure that I continually drive the heightening of that, right? Where are the next sets of uh, areas that we can go to, right? So I have to make sure that I have a mix of engagement, sales, marketing, and making sure that they all align so that we can be in that trajectory that we have set ourselves to do. Peter, I'm sure everybody's so interested to hear what your past experiences are. 
which, which paved the way for you to become CRO today of MDI Novare. And I'm sure they would want to understand how these experiences have actually shaped your expertise in customer service. Being our chief revenue officer, I look at you all the time and, and know, and I know in my heart that uh, you deliver fantastic customer service. Otherwise, I don't think our customers will be sticking with us. You know, some of them have been with us for decades. So can you share with us? as well as your listeners, uh, our listeners rather, these previous experiences? Well, thanks Thanks to that question. Yeah, maybe I can just quickly talk about uh, my entry into uh, the group was actually through Novare as managing partner. And uh, soon after, we merged Novare with the bigger company called MTI, right? MDI, uh, so I took on the, all of the customer-facing functions, the interaction roles and all that. So, the, so these included the pre-sales or what you call the solutions consultants, actually. I renamed them uh, because I felt that they are not really selling, but they're making sure that they're properly advising our customers as consultants. And then, of course, I also headed the product management and, of course, the sales and marketing at the time. And as our expansion continued, I had to focus on the customer and I took on the chief customer officer role. Uh, but before that, many years uh, to rewind into that time, like the time zone, right? We, we actually, I had the privilege of working my whole life being in front of our customers, of customers actually, starting off with a company that gave me the best training in becoming a sales professional, right? So from there, I honed the skills in understanding my customer's agenda. And that was always what was foremost for me. What is my customer's agenda? Right, because in this field of transformation solutions and all that, it's very important that we capture that. So we ensure that we are providing them the solutions to their to their issues, and even knowing and working on their aspirations for their respective organizations, while being mindful also of my own or our own uh, objectives for the organizations. So I worked for uh, the top three IT multinational companies at the time. And uh, that exposure has allowed me to shape and improve these skills time and again, right? And in, in fact, in all different forms of customers, right? And that actually helped me build who, what I have and what I have been doing today, right? So all these interactions, different characters, uh, how do you adjust to these kinds of customer requests? Right. Uh, not to mention, of course, you have to deliver on those requests. Right. In our field, it's not like because I've seen and heard some of the the nice stories also coming from uh, the other guests that you had. Right. But if you look at it, this is kind of a different customer service that we deliver. So um, that in itself is actually for me bringing our customers to the agenda that they have, and I and that's what I always have in mind. Thanks. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, you have alluded to the fact that uh, we have had several guests in the show and we'll talk about the four people we've had uh, for customer experience obsession. Of course, you know, Victor Salvino of Salcedo Auctions. We had Quark Enares of uh, Globe Studios, Wilson Go of Philippine Airlines, and Rebecca Eclipse of uh, Globe Telecom. Let's start with Victor first. Uh, of course, you and I know Victor very well. Victor Silvino is the managing director of Salcedo Auctions, who we both know for a while and a common friend. In that episode, he opened the podcast with a conversation on stepping up despite the limits brought upon by the pandemic. 
he talks about leadership and how a leader is always there. Would you say the same, Peter? How would you agree or disagree with him on on a leader always being present? Yeah, yeah, Agnes, you know, you know that very well, right? I mean, you are our leader, and you also are always there. So we are clearly there when, <laughs> when there's a big goal with a customer, and when things are also not shaping up, right? Uh, we we have to also be with the customer. I recall Vic's uh, story about this. I don't know if it's an octogenarian uh, VIP of his. And he had to That's be right. There. Yeah, when she complained, right? So I thought it was really nice. And, and I thought it was so Victor, right? And, and I thought that he handled that very well, right? So yes, we have the, to face the customers and allow them to, to see us, not just when we seek for their business, but more so when things are not turning out as planned, right? So in our business, we want to bring our customers from, as I mentioned, point A to point B. And if they're not getting to the destination, then we need to come in and ensure that that point B is reachable and in the time frame that they want to, right? So I think this is where we're coming from, right? So in that particular case, um, she wasn't, you know, the lady wasn't so pleased with everything and there was Victor, right? So it helps. It helps uh, to have a warm body. Of course, in, 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 in the pandemic, right, it is not that easy to be physically around. But, uh, and in fact, it's actually easier to be virtually around. But it's different also when you have the body language, the warmth, and even sometimes the touch and the handshake and all that, right? And reassure, the reassurances. So yes, the leaders have to be there. And, uh, and that is how we do it here also in MDI environment. And you feel that uh, good leadership is being available, being available to customers. And I agree with you on that, Peter. Uh, would you say that uh, this has shaped the differentiator that MDI Novari has in comparison to other providers who do similar things like us? Well, definitely I can speak for you. And of course, I can speak for our chairperson too, right? So and I know you... And, you know that we have our daily grind, Agnes, right? So we we actually probably spend a lot more time making sure we also resolve customer uh, solutions, I mean, issues rather, than actually being out there trying to look for that revenue between you and I, yeah? So, I, I, and that that is also... Uh, between you and I and all the listeners of this podcast. <laughs> 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 and yes, yeah. So and yeah, be it known, right? That uh, that's a, that's a larger part of our day, if I may say, and that's that's quite to me. Of course, it it's not that it's not a, a walk in the park, but it's also a good opportunity to listen to them. Number one, number two, it's also a good opportunity to see where would be the next things that you can serve them for their needs, and and that to me is is bliss, if you ask. I, I can't agree with you more, uh, Peter. Thanks for that. Now, before we move to the rest of the conversation, let us hear a message from our partner. We'll be right back. Cisco is happy to be part of this podcast. As a world leader in IT and networking, Cisco believes that powered by the right tools and innovative technology, Filipino businesses can not only survive, but thrive in the ever-evolving industry and market landscape. Email us at insidesales at mdi.net.ph and let's start building a smart and safer country.
Thank you, Cisco. We're still here with Peter Laud, Chief Revenue Officer at MDI Novaria Technologies. Peter, I hope you're having a great time. Of course, next up was uh, Quark Enares, the head of Globe Studios, a bold creator-focused group and the entertainment production arm of Globe Telecom. In 2020, they produced the hit web series called Gaia Sa Pelicula. During the episode, Quark talked about how important it is to have the support of management, especially now through this pandemic. And I'm sure you agree with that, Peter. You alluded to that uh, on leaders being present during my, my, my discussion with um, Victor Silvino. And I'm sure you agree. And as business leaders, we have to trust our team to create and build projects from scratch, which is sometimes a huge leap, but taking that leap is important. How do you support your team, Peter? Well, yeah, as I had mentioned, we have been growing and we also have a lot of new people, right? So actually the last few months, I've also seen myself spending a good number of hours in ensuring that the teams are well-equipped, that the teams are empowered, that the teams are actually knowing where and which buttons to press, right? So there is a lot of investment for me out there uh, right now, because for us, like in the case of Quark, where he was fully trusted uh, by the management of Globe to go ahead and soar, right? It is also important for me that before we make them soar, we have to make sure that their wings are very well equipped. So that I think is is one of the big ways because for you to be able to trust them, you have to make sure that they are uh, empowered, equipped, and they are competent enough to do it. I can't agree with you more. Again, Peter, you know, I mean, I think our teams are able to deliver because uh, in the very beginning, we equip them and then we empower them as well. And they're able to deliver what our customers need. Of course, after our episode with Quark, we had Wilson Go who you and I know very well as well. He's the Chief Information Officer at Philippine Airlines. It was a very substantial episode, and we had a very long conversation on tourism and navigating through this pandemic. We all had a hard time when COVID hit, but we're still pushing through. Wilson talks about how the whole organization came together to push the company forward despite the pandemic. I mean... Can you think of a harder hit industry than travel and tourism at this point in time? And and I know that the whole organization coming together and working as a team is very important. Would you like to expound more on that, Peter? With or without any pandemic, I think it's very important to work as a team, right? So I agree. And yes, in the case of Philippine Airlines and the interview with Wilson, I heard some parts of it. And I also clearly see, because if you look at it, Wilson is at the back, right? He's the support. uh, And and the frontliners are the people that's either facing the people and the ticketing and, of course, the the staff and, of course, the crew, right? So, but in the case of Wilson, he also makes the effort to uh, make sure that he does his part and he and his team he's not doesn't have a small team he has a big team also and i think that it's really important that everybody 
lifts and everybody does the heavy lifting. And and exactly, right, in any kind of customer service, everybody works. I mean, you know, in a restaurant, you may be the Mitch D and you, you did welcome me warmly, but the waiter is lousy, so the experience is broken, right? Agree, so, agree. Yeah, so it's really the whole organization to work clo- closer with each other and effectively, right? So in times of crisis, more so, right? Uh, then the Ainubare, everybody has post, um, customer focus, right? So I always say in MDI Ainubare, everybody sells, right? Oh, uh, yes. I hear that all the time. Everybody <laughs> sells. It's not just our sales team. Everybody does. So, yeah. So, and, 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 you know, the unforeseen pandemic, we literally had to pivot our ways of working, ensuring that our services for our customers continued. Our, our support also from HR and finance was there so that we'd be able to continue our work without disruption. And, and that to me is a, you know, I always make cuento and uh, I'm very proud of uh, that that um, incident when we, you know, in 24 hours, we were all working from home and we were equipped. <laughs> yes, exactly. People, you want your chair? And I said, yeah, <laughs> I have a nice chair here, but I have a nicer chair in the office, right? So that kind of stuff, right? So so that that also helped ease things up, right, from that angle. But back to, back to that, right? Uh, even without the pandemic, I, I believe that, yes, the leaders set it, set the tone, and, and of course, ensure that the people are equipped. And of course, um, everybody, everybody can work together for, towards that, that goal, right? So this is to be customer focused. So it takes the whole village really, right, Peter? When yeah. you say everybody sells, it's the whole village that does it, not just Peter and his team. Yes. And um, one of the takeaways that I had actually with uh, Wilson was the fact that, you know, you have to anticipate what the customer needs. And as chief revenue officer, what is your best practice on anticipation for your customer needs? Was there any difference prior to the pandemic and today? It hasn't changed much for me, right? I think the power of listening is very important. The combined knowledge of their business, right? So I did talk about, I think Wilson did talk about being able to anticipate Right. And I also totally agree with that to anticipate our customers' needs. For example, with the number of customers going and, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of workforce reduction as we speak. Right. And there's a lot of uh, freeze hire and all that. Right. So one of the things we clearly see and can take with our customers is what, what are the things that they would want to be able to automate? What are the process automations, the robotic process automations they can probably put together, considering that they have a limited number? Number of people, right? And, and then we've seen that with some of also our, our large enterprise customers, right? So, but more than anything is really knowing the customers. So that, that is one practice, which is KYC, which I also heard in one of the interviews. But to me, it's really KYC after you know your customers. So it's a KYC upon KYC. And, and that's the only way, you know, that you can serve your customer better. And in fact, in the case of Wilson, he was talking about trying to put together the set, fuse together different databases. Mm-hmm. You can have a single customer view, right? So in our case, uh, we have to really dig deep into the situation of the customer, right? And, and what does it look like? So that means also knowing the industry that they play in, knowing mm-hmm. their competition, knowing 
impacts mm-hmm. of their business, right? And that's the only way you can really capture and be proactive uh, in serving. Yeah, that's very interesting because like knowing your customer and knowing them even more and then anticipating their needs and being able to have the whole organization assist you enable for you to be able for you to deliver what they they actually require to help them in their organization that is exactly what you do on a day-to-day basis that's what we do at MDI Novare yep yeah and of course close to our heart is the telco industry and the next guest after Wilson is another good friend, another good common friend, Rebecca Eclipse. She's the Chief Customer Experience Officer and Head of Strategy Management at Globe Telecom, one of our oldest customers. In this episode, we talk not solely about customer experience, but also the heart of things. How do you put your heart on customer service, Peter? I think it's an it's it's uh, second nature to you already by this time. You and I both had decades. I'm not saying you I, you and I are old, ha. Huh? I'm just saying you and I are fortunate to have decades of experience, you know, delivering customer service, exceptional customer service. But how do you do that? How do you put your heart on it? Yeah, I know it's, it's, uh, I think in the case of Miss Beck, right? And, and I really kind of like that kind of like, uh, warmed my heart also when she said it's really trying to do the caring, uh, for their customers. And I, I like it. And for me, I think one of the things that's important is really to have a good practice of empathy, right? And that's so also, of course, uh, putting yourself in, in the customer's uh, shoes, right? And, and that's one of the ways you can really put the heart in the customer, right? And, and placing yourselves in the customer and also being very authentic about it. Be genuinely wanting to serve them and understand their situation, understand their objective, understand their goal, their mission too, right? And, and you actually, for me, uh, you should actually put your mission behind, right? So for example, in our case, we want to be able to do and help them with transformation. And sometimes one of the things that people tend to do is they put their agenda ahead of what their customer's agenda is. And it's important for us to take a backseat in our agenda and let mm-hmm. them do that. And I think that's one of the ways so that uh, they can really, you can really understand them. And, and it actually will all come naturally from there. For my, for my perspective and from my experience, right? Uh, the authenticity will emanate from that. Yeah, actually, I've, I've been witness to how Peter actually cares for his customer. He genuinely likes people. And I think that's where all of it comes from also. The caring, the kindness, you know, I mean, I've seen him in action and I could just say, I'm very impressed. You know, we would be, I, I remember having lunch with Peter in a restaurant and he jumped up when he saw a customer. I, I don't know if you offered to pay for his bill though, Peter, but uh, one of the things that was very, very obvious was uh, there was genuine concern for the other guy. You definitely enjoy interaction with the other person. And um, Beck and I were sharing the experiences that, you know, and you said the same thing caring, kindness is upfront. So, Pete. Tell me, what kind of customer are you, huh? I mean, I'd like to hear what your friends say about you as a customer. I actually, my friends, when we go out, they always say, mm, here's the customer from hell. He's... <laughs> <laughs> 
it's really different, right? So I I guess I can I, relate, Peter. I can relate. Yeah. For someone who gives exceptional customer service, I can so relate. Yeah, exactly. So um, I mean, so I have this uh, group uh, where we travel all the time, and and I think I remember I come to the front desk and I. <laughs> come forward and I started saying, is there anything that we can leverage on as a tour? Is there any discount? Is there anything <laughs> for us tomorrow? Is there anything you can do? And everybody was saying, here's the customer from hell again. Right? <laughs> and then we moved to a restaurant and then I exactly say the same thing. It's my birthday. Can you do this? Can you pick up a cake? Can you get the candles? And, all? <laughs> and it's not really to give them a hard time, but actually to give them because they are capable of doing that. And, and they actually sometimes actualize the thought that they had been able to help me or help us, right? So I think that's the kind of customer I am. I do demand a lot. And I think it's also a function because I give a lot to my exactly. own customers. So so I think that's, that's a very funny anecdote there. <laughs> No, but it's true. You have a high standard of customer service. That's why it's normal for you to expect the same level of customer service. It's not because you want to pull a fast one. It's just that it's an expectation because that's how you are as a person who delivers customer service. And I think our listeners would agree to that. And uh, this has been a great conversation, Peter. And it's amazing to look back at all the people we had on the show. It's great speaking with you, definitely. I just find you a tad formal today, or is it just me? <laughs> uh, I, I don't want our voices to, you know, cross over. Although, of course, we have a fantastic pod not, podcast network. <laughs> That's right. I, I just wanted, I don't want to make sure that our uh, voices don't uh, catch up with each other. So, yeah. No. <laughs> but before we end, I'd like to take us through our key takeaways from the past four episodes. These are leadership, support from management, the whole organization coming together, and having a heart for it. Peter, super. Thank you so much. I hope you had a great time with us today because I surely did. Just another note, having a genuine heart for it is very important. There you go. Thanks again. And that is Peter Laud, our Chief Revenue Officer at MDI Novare Technologies. Lovely, lovely. Thank you very much, Agnes. Thanks, uh, everybody, for being here. That's it for our episode. We'd like to thank Cisco for their continuous support of this podcast. To our listeners, stay updated with our latest episodes by following us wherever you're listening to this podcast. This is Agnes Ravasho, always obsessed with excellence in customer experience. And this is my digital impact. See you in the next episode. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Cisco. MDI Novare works together with Cisco to meet the commitment of helping organizations prepare for the digital future. Email us at insidesales at mdi.net.ph and let's start working together.
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.